Welcome back to another episode of Life with Hula. I'm Hula, former radio personality turned podcaster here in San Diego, here to share my life with you, all about my weight loss journey, all about my kids, all about things happening in San Diego. That's what this podcast is all about. And I appreciate those that are tuning in. Uh, I do this on a daily basis. And I know there's so much going on in the world that we live in today, especially here in San Diego. And I'm just here to keep you updated as much as I can. And again, I appreciate you even giving me a chance to uh, to be heard. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, a couple of things I do want to mention, because um, I have so much uh, that's going on. Uh, first and foremost, the weight loss journey. Uh, if you haven't heard, I went through 40 days of fasting, um, of intermittent fasting, and I lost close to total since the beginning of the year about 54 pounds. Let's just say 55 because it's a nice number. <laughs> um, so 55 pounds, and I am back into kind of a maintenance phase where I'm kind of going to stay the same weight or you know bounce up or down um, like a pound. Um, and yeah, well today or yesterday I had my first day where I was back into maintenance phase. That was day one of maintenance phase and I splurged, not going to lie for break. I actually had breakfast, which was rad, um, had coffee back into my system. Um, and then for, um, if you didn't hear yesterday, I had like an, a, a spinach, egg white omelet with feta and turkey bacon. It was delicious. Uh, a cup of coffee was nice um delicious but then also i ended up uh for lunch having in and out uh protein style double double protein style with onions um and then for dinner i had sushi um two protein rolls basically um over at miko sushi and escondido um because i am supporting local so um that was a thing and it was very much a very great day um, I also had a keto ice cream bar, which was actually pretty darn delicious. Just FYI, if you go to Costco, there's these keto ice cream bars. They're like wrapped in chocolate. I'm not a big dark chocolate fan, and it tasted like dark chocolate to me, but it was good nonetheless. Um, but I did gain a pound, which I expected um, going back into maintenance phase. But the interesting part about it is I actually, my body percent, my body fat percentage went down. So even though I went up in weight, I went down in body uh, percent fat. So yeah, it was a, you know, good overall day. And so today I'm there for from today to tomorrow, I'm going to keep doing the maintenance and uh, not going out to eat. I'm actually going to be cooking from home. So um, yeah, there's that go. That's the update on the weight loss um, on the maintenance journey. Um, and then as I was thinking about it, you know, because I was walking around Escondido yesterday, the, the downtown area, and I was looking at all the businesses that are permanently closing. And I was saddened by the whole situation because of due to the coronavirus. But I was also looking to see like what I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't really know have closed down. Like I saw, I don't know if you heard, but Fuddruckers is permanently closing like bye bye to Fuddruckers, which I have a lot of memories from being there. And they've they had great burgers. Um, Boomers is gone. Um, I don't know if the Buena Vista is still open, but as far as I know, the Boomer San Diego. Um, some other things I, I looked up in La Jolla, the crab catcher is shutting down for good. Um, in Encinitas and Little Italy, the Na Pizza locations are going away. And I loved La Na Pizza. It was a really good pizza place. I'm sorry to see that's going. Um, 
in Escondido Rosie's Cafe. If you haven't heard, it's in downtown Escondido. It was featured on uh, Food Network's Restaurant Impossible. It had a makeover. Um, and then they had like a fundraiser for Rosie or the, the owner um, because of the fact that she got into a motorcycle accident um, and they raised money for her and her expenses. Um, she just, you know, that, that whole business just couldn't survive. And unfortunately, they're closing down. Ocean Beach, um, Mother Sal- uh, Saloon is gone. Uh, Whisk and Ladle in La Jolla is also leaving. A lot of La Jolla restaurants are actually, unfortunately, closing permanently, um, you know, because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. It's really sad. Um, the Gas Lamp is losing um, Coyote Ugly, 20 Coyote Ugly salons um, all over, or saloons, sorry. Um, Primera, Primavera Restaurante in Coronado is shutting down. I, I've been at that restaurant, and it's been there for a long time. I'm sorry to see it go. North Park, Tamarindo Latin Kitchen and Bar in Poway, Ferredo Premium Chicken Company um, in North Park, Toronado is going away. In the Gaslamp area, Donovan Steak and Chop House is closing. I can't believe it's not reopening. Um... Iron Fist Brewing in Vista. Sioux Plantations, we already know. That's kind of, that was uh, talked about. In Carmel Valley, Casa Sol y Mar in the uh, Del Mar Highlands Town Center area is closing for good. Um, unfortunately, it's the same people that own Casa Guadalajara in Old Town, Casa de Bandini in Carlsbad, and Casa de Pico in La Mesa. Unfortunately, the one in Carmel Valley is just, it wasn't able to sustain. Hillcrest, Ibushi, Ibusu Sushi is now gone. Um, Anthony's Fish Grotto in La Mesa, the iconic San Diego's uh, Anthony's Fish Grotto, is having a fire sale. Inventory on beer and everything, and they're permanently closing. Claremont, um, Troy's Family Restaurant, which I did live in Claremont, and, the, and I would frequent the Claremont Town Square, and there was this restaurant. It was Troy's Family Restaurant. It's closing for good, too. And so I'm sorry to see all of those restaurants that are closing um, there are probably going to be more that we'll hear about um, upcoming in the next. But I don't want to bring you bad news. Um, I just wanted to relay that message to you if you haven't heard. Um, something of interest uh, that I do want to point out um, is as far as positivity. Um, a lot of you I do mention, and I kind of joke around, that I am on TikTok, trying to be TikTok famous, trying to get followers. But the cool part about TikTok is it's forming this like community of people that maybe have the same, um, you know, common interests that you do. Maybe they don't. Maybe you just like the way they look, the, the things they do, the, the comedy they do, the skits they pull off, the dances. Um, anyways, um, there's this guy who had commented on one of, a couple of my posts, and they were mostly about my weight loss journey, and his name's um, Aaron. Um, let me get his actual specific information down. It's Aaron Wolf. And he's here in San Diego. And I looked up him on TikTok. And he is so inspiring because he actually brings positivity to San Diego. He drives around and he literally stops people that are walking and goes, Hey, man, no big deal, but I just wanted to wish you a blessed day. Or, Hey, man, have yourself a wonderful day. You're amazing. Hey, man, you're awesome. You know what? I just want to say, Aaron Wolf, you are awesome. You're amazing. Thank you for bringing positivity into this city in a world that we live in today um he's so cool like it's it's like the coolest thing if you want to follow him he's on instagram uh, it's aaron wolf music on instagram and then on tiktok it's aaron wolf on tiktok tiktok.com slash aaron wolf music 
um, and it's A-A-R-O-N, wolf as in the animal, W-O-L-F, music. Um, so yeah, take a look at that because I'm, I just like to spread positivity myself and somebody like that who spreads such positivity in this world, um, he needs to be recognized. So Aaron Wolf, thank you for being you and for being that positive person um, here in San Diego. So if you run into him, make sure you say hi and listen to his music. Um, something I want to address to the parents real quick, because I'm curious to see if other parents um, got any information in regards to schools reopening. Um, I live up here in Escondido, and I was sent the new procedures and protocols that they're planning for the fall semester or, you know, the new year. And basically, the kids are all arriving at the same time. It's going to be consistent. There's going to be no staggered, which I was worried about because we have two children. Um, we have one who is going to the third grade and one that's going into first grade. The first grader is special needs, so it's a little different the way she goes to school. But it's all consistent as far as um, – and I'm not going to read this whole list. I'm just going to go brief because it's, it's pretty long. Um, there's going to be two new protocols for students. There's vehicle drop-offs, and then there's walkers and bus transportations. Um, I'll just call them walkers. So vehicle drop-offs procedures, you're going to have a temperature check um, in the car by the staff members. Uh, students given a sticker indicates they've been health screened. Students will then wash their hands at a table uh, prior to entering the campus, and uh, they're going to be phys physically distancing um, from other students. All students are provided a face covering, which my daughter has them, so it's not a big deal. Um, and students are directed to report to the classroom. For walkers, students will have multiple designated entry points based on their last name um, to ensure physical distancing. They're gonna have their temperatures checked. Um, middle schools, oh, that's nothing with my kids. Uh, students given stickers, for, of course, for health screening. Students directed on to wash their hands. And the same thing as the, the drop-offs. They're going to get a face mask, and then they're going to be reported to the classroom. My whole thing is this is great, and it's clearly, uh, you know, we'll see how the procedure goes because we haven't gone through it yet. But the problem that I have that I foresee is special needs kids. So... Again, unique to my situation because I have a special needs daughter. Um, so with her, normally what we would do is we would I would park the car far away. I would walk with both of my kids to the front of the school. My oldest daughter, Liliana, would walk right into the gate and go to her class. She knows what to do. She's, you know, she's pretty good about that stuff. My youngest daughter, Braylon, I actually physically have to stand there with her and wait until the special needs teachers come out. And it's usually way after it's like five minutes after the bell has rung and then as soon as the special needs teachers come out i give hand them over and then i walk away so for those of us that have special needs kids what is going to be the procedure is there going to be special needs teachers that are going to be out there i don't know that's just what i'm worried about and i'm of course going to relay all this information to the district because there is luckily a survey that i can take about it about these guidelines um it says also uh, parents must are responsible to maintain or remain with their children um, until health screening is complete. If there's any negative health screening, the adult uh, needs to take the child home. Parents um, who are in vehicles have to stay in their vehicles, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, as far as in class, a maximum of 12 elementary students and maximum of uh, 12 elementary students, and it says here a maximum of nine middle school students will report to the classrooms for learning sessions. So I'm curious to know, are they going to be hiring new teachers? Is that great for new teachers coming in, more jobs? Um, is there space? 
you know, um, for all these, for 12 students only. Um, they'll be covering, the students in the Escondido Unified School District will be wearing face coverings only when transitioning to and from their classroom. So when they leave their classroom to go to the restroom, to the office, um, students must wash their hands, obviously, when they enter and exit the room. Um, breakfast will be provided inside the classroom. Um, they don't have to wear their masks in the classroom. They cannot share materials. Uh, backpacks and lunches will be can be provided from home. Um, small groups uh, instructions may occur with six foot distancing. Obviously, students will remain in their assigned classes for the entire day. They will not be able to go to the library or computer labs. All assemblies are suspended. Field trips are suspended. No water bottles from home uh, and. A lot of opportunities for outdoor learning is going to be happening. In regards to transitions, um, obviously washing hands, face covering, all that kind of procedures. Recess, according to this, um, they'll be engaged in structured recess activities, maintaining social distances. So they'll be with their class only, which sucks if you have friends, if they have friends in other classrooms, they won't be able to interact. Um, they'll have to stay in marked areas and paths. Um, things will be sanitized uh, frequently like balls, hula hoops. Slides and swings may be used if sanitized between each individual use. That's going to be insane. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, staggered times for recess will be scheduled. Students will be required to wear a mask at recess. So that's when they'll wear the mask. And um, they'll have the staff and students will wipe down all the stuff. For lunches, they actually have to eat lunch in the classroom. Um, it will be scheduled at the scheduled time. They will have um, lunch tables available. Um, oh, no, they'll, it looks like they'll be able to eat lunch, not in their classroom, but at a, in the lunch area, but in a designated area, and they'll be staggered. Um, so there won't be a lot of students, um, but they'll, again, be eating only with their class. As far as dismissal, students will be escorted um, to a designated curbside pickup location with the staff members and the parents can drive through pick up their kids uh, tk and kindergarten students will be released to their parents or guardians responsible in the designated areas as well um, for walkers the wa the students walking home will be reminded to wear face coverings at all times and main social distancing um, so yeah that's what's going to be going on in regards to schools i'm curious to know from everybody else what's going on in your school if you have word or gotten word about what's going on with your school if they're going to be doing face coverings and stuff and you know is it going to be as strict i know my cousins in orange county they don't have that strict of a of a situation like um, i heard everything's kind of kind of go back to normal but we also heard orange county doesn't have to wear masks anymore so it's just all unique to where you live, I guess. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me, Hula SD, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D. Um, I'm going to go prepare right now. I have something going on today. It's Sunday. Um, I can't really talk about it, but it has to do with something uh, monumental that's happening. I mean, that's not a huge. Something big's happening today, um, but it'll be announced tomorrow um, via I'm doing a Zoom, um, but it'll be up and posted tomorrow, and it deals with Filipinos, and uh, I get to be a part of it. So look out for that tomorrow, and I'll talk about it all about it, or I'll talk all about it tomorrow when I get a chance. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to Life with Hula, and I hope you have yourself a great day.